thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you've tuned to the Guard Frequency, because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 209 of the Best Damn Space Sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, April 13th, and made available for download on Tuesday, April 17th, 2018, over at GuardFrequency.com. I'm Tony. I'm Jeff. And I'm Ken Shadow. And Henry is running down the stream, because it would never come to him, especially during the intro shtick. Right, Tony? That's right, Brian. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything on Friday nights, then you should come join us at 10 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live on twitch.tv slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? You want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? Please consider supporting the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all of our Patreons who support us week on week. We hope you'll consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Our latest endeavor, Heroes Rise, brings you up to date in the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done! So let's get on with the show. What do we have in the store this week, Tony? In this week's Flight Deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, and a non-space sim throwback to the old days of Guard Frequency. Then Commander Kinetic Impulsor gives you the tips for keeping those shields up in Nuggets for Nuggets. After that, we continue to our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, as our pilots get back out into the deep black. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach, trigger screen, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Elite Dangerous is once again building the game that we're loving, or loving the game that we're building, as they are now soliciting community entrants for a contest to design advertisements for their station billboards. Jeff Otron's expected to be announced sometime in Q4. Yay! Star Citizen announced two more ships from in-game manufacturer Origin Jumpworks and a redesign of the Avenger fighter. And for old time's sake, we check in on the F-35. It's good news for once, we swear. So the new ship is the 100i from Origin Jumpworks, and they have both a cargo variant, which is like the 135C, and the uh, fighter variant, which is like the 125A. And what those are is they are the entry-level ships from Origin to compare to the Origin, say, uh, like if you took like an Origin 300 series and then you made it 
as capable as the Mustang, you know. And then you you take the 300i, or you take the 300 series, and then you make it into the M50. Yeah. And then you have the Origin 100. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's yeah, somewhere yeah, it's somewhere it's yeah. somewhere in between those two where they kind of try to stretch out an M50 into a kind of a 300 shape in terms of well, I, I, I'm kind of glad to see they they brought out this other uh, starter ship. You know, it gives yeah. people more more choices. And you know, from what I saw of it and what I read of it, it's uh, you know it's right up there. I think it's a little expensive, but you know, for what you get, but eh, it's, it's, they're it's, always expensive. Yeah, it's so. only like a little more expensive than the other starter ships, and that's like then the point I think is is like you're paying because it's a little more, it's a little fancier, you know. Yeah. So like you can get like a Mustang or a uh, uh, Aurora for like thirty bucks, right? Well, and the, and one of the Avenger variants is in that class range too. So no, 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 no. Well, not the Avenger. I mean, uh, um, Avenger is the next tier, uh, and then but the, the other um, Reliant. The Reliant, there you go. The Reliant is technically in the starter ship range too, but it's kind of somewhere between starter and mid uh, in terms of small ships. Um, anyway, the that is a true starter ships, and if you look at them, the specs, they're 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 in the same class as the uh, Mustang and, and the Aurora. Uh, the price is just slightly more, instead of thirty bucks or it's forty bucks or something like that in terms of like dollar value. The uh, and the ship looks fine. Uh, I don't think anybody is. I haven't seen anybody complain about it. I mean, some people like the taste, some people don't. Some people want the the rough and tumble of the Aurora, or they want the sleek lines of the Hundred Eye. But it's it, it's a good alternative starter ship. the The controversy comes from Sig's marketing practices. In that, with the the new concept ships, they've been offering LTI, and um, this one's LTI. What's that? Oh, it's lifetime no, insurance. No, Have you heard this? I'm kidding. Anyway, the um, they're giving LTI on war bond sales only, which means the only the only way to get LTI oh. on this ship is if you drop new money into the game. If you try and use oh. store credit or gift cards or anything like that, then uh, it will not have LTI. Which I might buy. Uh, go ahead and buy this ship. I mean, this might be my one purchase uh, that I, I... With new money? If you're in the market for a new starter, this is a good option. I mean, I like my Aurora. And I don't like the Mustang, and I don't like the M50, so uh, this is something that... Uh, uh, and besides, I want to see if I can fit it on my, my Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> no, the answer's no. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. You, you oh, might be able on. to get like, the X1 on your Phoenix, but you're not going to get this guy. This guy's like half the size of the Phoenix. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I was looking at that, and I go, oh, I, I could see, you know, for, if it's $40, $45, I could see dropping... Dropping some change on that. You might be able to squeeze one of these into like an eight ninety or something like that. Well, that only sets you back on nine hundred dollars. So you know. <laughs> yes, that's about a nine hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, there, it's a new ship. It's it's arguably not one that's really needed in the game, but one that isn't not needed. It's I mean, there's room. So the point behind this ship, and I think the point of a lot of a lot of these these ships that overlap in in functionality is to provide variety in classes. So I, I so, would agree. I would agree. So if you're in an area that's typically only going to have starter ships, or you're only, you're in an area that's going to have typically you know only small or low rate or mid tier ships, they'd like to have a variety there, so you don't just see a whole bunch of the same like one or two ships flying around. They wanted to they wanted to have kind of a very 
tailored experience based on, on, on the users that are doing these things. And that's the real reason that they have these. Yeah. I, I am, I am, I'm a, a huge proponent of having lots of options in the early game. The problem I see is that there's too many options too early. Number one, we don't even have a completed game yet, right? So we don't know how all the mechanics are going to work. Number two, if you take a look at other games like Star Trek Online and Elite Dangerous and even like MMOs with with uh, character builds, you're given either no options or very few options at the very beginning. You're either a ranger or a wizard or a fighter, or in Star Trek Online you get a reliant ship, or in Elite Dangerous you get a sidewinder, right? You get like you get the basic ship, and as you learn the game play and the game mechanics in that early basic ship or that early basic outfit. Then you have a, a smorgasbord of opportunity to decide where you go for the next one. Yeah, but yeah. remember, Tony, in this game, we're, we're a mile deep and a mile wide instead of being an inch deep and, and a mile wide. Well, right now we're an inch wide and a mile and a half deep. This is, this is kind of what I'm, I'm that's what I'm, that's what my point is. Your point makes a lot of sense if you consider, okay, these are quote unquote starter, you know, that's the, the, the class. As the starter ship, and then once you're done with this ship, you're just going to throw it away and you're going to get something that's better. And you're never going to go back to a starter. And I think if, if that was the true intention, you're absolutely right. This would not make any sense. The way that the way that that Sig proposes it is that even though it's called a starter, it never, it's never obsolete. They always they every even like the starter ships have niches that they fill that will potentially persist, and you're just going to want to potentially keep it around. So when you go buy a mid tier ship there may be an inclination and a reason to keep around, say, your old 100i so you can do uh, uh, scouting missions or whatever the case may be um, that might that might need a slightly lighter or more nimble ship. Exactly those, those things, I don't think they have all the gameplay implications worked out. But the idea right. is that these things are not obsoleted per se when you go forward. Right, they're, they're not obsoleted because they're already, ma- uh, 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 they're already optimized for a certain role. And so they, they, they'll continue to... F- fulfill that role right well and also remember that that this is a game still in development and they still need to raise cash for it so so you'll be buying two of them jeff yeah jeff you'll be buying three or four no i'm not one of every color i'm not saying that i mean i'm i think they're put (laughs) i'm i think they're marketing uh, marketing these things so that they continue to drive interest uh for the game as they're you know i i've seen the regular progress reports i i follow it i mean it's it's an ongoing process, and and I truly believe this game will come to fruition. So, so another example of this 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 whole thing we're talking about in terms of variety and in ship classes is the other ship that was mentioned in the uh, the intro here, which was the six hundred I, and the six hundred I from Origin is basically a constellation competitor. It, it does all the same roles the constellation does, but it does so in a different style, and and it looks different, and uh, there's a premium cost to it going in game and out of they showed off a lot of the interior and it looks like a really fancy ship but at the end of the day it is just a fancy constellation so if you were dropping money either in game or out and you were like you know i want to do this job for the least money possible you're probably not going to buy a 600i you only want to get a 600i is if you think hey you know i want to I have a certain aesthetic that needs to be pleased, and it is a BMW-style sleek line aesthetic. I'm going to go for the the fancier ship. I, I find it. I find it. They're they're taking the car manufacturer's um, analogy. I think uh, uh, maybe farther than it needs to go right now, because in the real world, BMW does not make a lot of full size trucks. 
Yeah, they, I, there's not an F-150 equivalent in the BMW line that I'm aware yeah, of. Yeah, in this wants universe, to BMW me. makes a uh, a yacht and a uh, <laughs> but 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 show. also but in this in the same uh, scenario, BMW doesn't make a K car either. Exactly. That's kind of my point. Is that they ought to leave the quote starter stuff to you know your run of the mill you know anvils and your your misks and those guys. Those guys can't you know. When you're ready for a serious starship, that's when you go up to these guys. I don't equate origin with BMW. I, I, Aegis is more the BMW. No, 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 uh, no. Is more the BMW. Yeah, no, 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 okay. no. Chris Roberts, I think, has on several occasions basically just said, yeah, origin's BMW, like, like a bunch of times. Aegis is an old school military manufacturer. You know, they're more like Jeep. <laughs> well, <laughs> <No>? <laughs> where do you think BMW came from? Okay. Well, you know, let's, we're not. We're not. We're not going to. I don't want to go into roots. Yeah. We're talking about style guides, kind of a thing. Right. You know? Hey, we we are like we are like four sentences away from saying like non ironically the word Hitler. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're like we're like we're like we are so close, and I am like no, we're not going there. But we are so it. not going there. <laughs> no, well, but I said non ironically. I was using it ironically it. there. That's a, I said it, but I said a non ironical use of the word. It, so we're back into the way the hell. I'm off telling of that. Lennon, you going, said it in this episode. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tony, you said you said that uh, your view is that they should be leaving those first ships behind as part of the progression, but I think you missed a lot of what Brian was saying about how the ships don't become obsolete, and that's one of the coolest things I've I've actually heard. Think about like uh, Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon. There's going to be more powerful, bigger ships, but he's not trying to get one. He's got one that fills the roles he needs, and he he uses that. That's his ship. You don't have that sure. in like Star Trek Online. You have to leave your ship all the time to get the next tier and then in star citizen you may not and that'd be cool you might yeah. use another ship for another role but you can always go home right. to that and i like that in elite too but i'd like to see that happen in yeah. star citizen too that's neat i think brian made a good point on the other point as well uh, amontillado has pointed in chat that bmw does have some sort of designs for a truck and as they also do uh 18 wheelers and all sorts of other things as well so Right, they have the that would be like the miss callers, like the big giant but ships. BMW but my point does them with their style yeah. is my point. So I th- right, exactly. So yeah, be, be the big fancy European ones that you can only find in Switzerland. Okay, but my point is, is that when you're when you're using that analogy in the game and you're trying to, and as a marketing thing, it's more effective if you ha- if it's segmented like that. And it, it if you're stretching the imagination to to try to map our world today out there. Maybe consider that if it's just raw. If it's just raw, bringing in dollars, do whatever the hell you want. I, I get, it. I, I get it. And but I think, I think the other thing that Sig is doing with that analogy, and the reason that you see them across the bands, is they they're trying to create these this team effect, you know, where people are not only necessarily Star Citizen fans, they're Origin fans, right? And they, if if in oh, not sure. only is it the I Pokemon got to catch them all thing of the crowdfunding, it's also like if I'm in game. You know, I really got to work my way to get through all the origin ships, you know, or if I'm going to do a role, if I can do it in an origin ship, I'm going to do it in an origin ship because I'm an origin fan. Right. And we say that, you know, because it is a manufactured marketing thing. It's like, you know, they actually thought of this originally and encouraged this. But there are people this is actually extremely true of. Right. I mean, personally. Oh, no. Yeah. Personally, Go I to any Honda, any Honda message board, you'll find that kind of stuff. Not only that, brand loyalty goes across the board, man. Look at how people sure. argue about what cell phone is better, which is ridiculous. In the Star Citizen community is what I mean. Like, there are people oh, that yeah, are no, specifically, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Origin fans or Drake fans or whatever, right? And they, they own all of them in their hangars right now. 
for real money. And it will be even more so in the game is you can actually play and buy the game by the by the ships, I'm sure. Well, uh, we'll turn. We'll use that. We'll leave it there, and we'll use that to to, to change the subjects real quick. Um, once again, uh, Elite's been listening to us. The guys over front uh, Frontier has been listening to us. They just announced a contest uh, for the billboards outside the stations. <laughs> the community they would they would like the community to design billboards to get to put out there advertisements. Uh, they say, uh, "quote We're not looking for faction recruitment posters, so no guard frequency response uh, posters." But general theme, uh, themes can include exploration, superpower propaganda, in-game brands, and galaxy-wide initiatives. That said, the rules are flexible, and if you have an incredible idea, feel free to submit it. The competition closes Tuesday, May 15th at 4 p.m. British Standard Time, which is basically get it in on the 14th if you're in Merca. So, yeah. So, yeah. it's The Jeffatron is definitely coming. And the wanted posters, people should just make wanted posters of themselves. Yeah, that'd be great. It's like if somebody wants to be a notorious criminal, wants to role play a notorious criminal, they should just put in a wanted poster of their commander face from from the Hollow Me, and that would be fantastic. Wouldn't it be great if everyone made wanted posters of Tony instead? <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good. That'd be a really good idea. Just just hit me up sometime in game. Cut and paste <laughs> that little the little square, that little the little square of my face uh, from the. From the com channel thing, and and just use that. That's a great idea. Now, I, I, I would rather see advertisements for fictional beverages. Yeah, that sounds good too. There's all kinds yeah. of cool stuff yeah. you could do. Fictional movies, things like that, that might be or shows yeah. that might be playing like uh, plays and things like that, or a fictional stand-up comic that might be related to one of the uh, books that's out or something. Do you like old Back to the Future gags, like uh, Jaws thirty-seven or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That'd be Rambo, fantastic. Rambo, Rambo 9095. Well, and you guys remember that uh, from a few months back, where uh, somebody had one. They photoshopped in uh, Star Citizen coming soon thirty-three oh six, something like that. That, that was that was something that was making the rounds all around Reddit or something a while ago. So, uh, so yeah, but anything, you know, let your imaginations run free. I think, I think the, the beverages idea is fantastic. I'd love to see wanted posters. I would love to see wanted posters of, of you know, some of the notorious, uh, the Commander Harry Potter guy that got uh, Salome, uh, you know, anybody that ganked you, uh, uh, just get his commander name and uh, and put it out there wanted you know that kind of stuff that this is this is fun this is i think it's starting to this is this makes kind of the game come alive if they can get 50 100 of these things and just put them in rotation so it's not all the same stuff you see all the time that'd be that'd be a lot of fun and finally uh, just to throw back to the old school guard frequency the f-35 has finished its flight tests it's now able to fly it's about time yeah, it uh, in 2006 it took its first flight, and then it finally got its flight certification after it did its last test, which was carrying external munitions. So it can carry stuff on its wings now. And I just wanted to point out that it basically it was a 12 year program. So like the the F 35 just got its GED. <laughs> I, I, I love the fact that like the world's most advanced fighter is running like computers from a couple of decades ago probably <laughs> well and it's funny you say that it's funny you say that because the, one of the things that we're having the problem with it is that until they finished the flight testing uh, to make sure that it could handle everything they were they've been holding up a computer upgrade called block 3f so most of the f-35 fleet could not shoot all of the guns and missiles it's designed to, to launch because it wasn't sure that the flight envelope the flight characteristics can ha- could handle all of them so now that this is done, finally they can upgrade the software to the point where they can use all the weapons on it. So coming in May and June, seriously, coming in May and June, finally in May the Marines will be able to shoot all their weapons, and in June the Navy will be able to shoot all their weapons. But the Navy has another problem, 
is that when they take off from the aircraft carriers, the nose bounces too much, so the pilots can't see the instruments anymore. So they have to lock their harnesses down, so they can't reach the switches. <laughs> so it's like, do you want to know what you're doing, or do you want to be able to fix what you're doing? You have two choices here. You could you could do one, or you could do the other. So it's not out of the woods yet, but it has passed a serious major milestone. And and congratulations. Here in a couple months, it'll actually be able to do all the things it's supposed to do. That's hilarious. Good news. Good news you, for the F-35. You just think about the com- computing technology that's happened in the last couple of decades and like yeah. where we've gone in terms of just energy usage inside of a chip. It's, it's crazy that they're running on such old stuff at this point. Well, I, I'm just waiting for the uh, commercial or the spoof of the of the pilot climbing into uh, into the F-35 uh, cockpit and pulling out his I, iPhone or or Google Play or whatever it is and sticking it on the dashboard and the plane coming to life. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like please enter your password, please enter your PIN number to start the engine. Yeah. I, I'm waiting... I'm waiting for the ransomware. I'm waiting for him to start up and then him, him punching the buttons and going, would you like to unlock your F-35? Send, <laughs> send 70 bitcoins to the following email address. Oh, stupid Russians. Jeff, the tech is so old, you wouldn't be able to use an iPhone. You have to have a Zune because it's only got a Zune dock. Oh. And all of the tech problems <laughs> come from the fact that Microsoft discontinued support for Windows XP in the middle of the program, and they're still using that. <laughs> so really... It, we just need to get Windows 10 on it. We need to get a little adapter for the iPhone, and we're cool. It's good. It's no problem. Uh, so with funny. Pentagon procurement procedures, that'll only take a decade. And now that we're all caught up with Space Sim News, let's get caught up on Space News with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDonough, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Rumors of increased activity of Thargoid crash sites are worrying independent pilots. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace in the Pleiades sector. Thanks, Spencer. Approximately 200 Thargoid crash sites were identified and located in the Pleiades sector about a year ago. Some of them maintained rudimentary functionality, including the ability to project a star map in their central chamber. Others of them were completely dormant, and some had minor activity, including crews of scavenger drones apparently working on the hulls of the wreckage. Recently, anecdotal and unconfirmed reports from independent commanders indicate an increase in activity from the formerly sleepy crash sites. Speaking anonymously to GPR, one pilot told me that he had picked out the perfect dormant crash site to harvest Thargoid materials for Professor Palin's research efforts. After the attack on Obsidian Orbital, that market dried up. But with the repairs to the starport complete, the retrieval missions returned. Quote, It used to be an eerie but uneventful run. Fly out, scoop, fly back. This time, I was dodging scavengers and the pickings were slim on the ground. Something's different. End quote. Are the Thargoid ships returning to life after hundreds of years? Or are lazy pilots complaining about actually having to work when they take on missions? For Galactic Public Radio on Obsidian Orbital, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. After swift criticism and sarcastic responses to Imperial Princess Aisling Duval's comments last week regarding the Aegis Research Group, a second wave of commentators has come out with another point of view. Alliance Commodore Riri McAllister second the Princess's call for increased transparency from Aegis regarding its long-term strategy. 
stating it would, quote, lead to more coordinated effort in resisting Thargoid forces, end quote. Imperial Senator Pal Vespasian, who is not known for being particularly outspoken on defense matters, also chimed in to support Duval. While noting her track record for correctly gauging popular trends among everyday citizens, he pointed out that, quote, a handful of minor victories is simply not enough to allay the widespread fear of conquest, end quote. And even independent media outlets, not known for spreading kind words about a media mogul who frequently drowns out independent coverage, was grudgingly appreciative for her comments. Hass Fernandez, an editor-in-chief and unofficial industry spokesman on media issues, said, quote, We know that Aisling is widely seen as a stereotypical heiress, materially prosperous but intellectually deficient, but could this have been a public mask that she is now discarding? Or perhaps the young princess is finally maturing and developing some genuine critical faculty. Either way, it was no surprise that she has found an audience, something she has always excelled at, end quote. And finally, historians and hobby pilots alike are celebrating the latest archaeological find in the soul system. After diligent searching through ancient telemetry, contemporary news sources and hours of flight time in the deep black, Commander Rick Ski 66 and Commander Idolov successfully located the New Horizons space probe. The robotic spacecraft launched in 2006 from Earth was sent on a high-speed flyby of Pluto, then off to explore the Kuiper Belt objects. Lost for centuries as a power source depleted, the probe has weathered the centuries relatively unscathed. Historians will be conducting a few non-intrusive tests and leaving the probe to continue on its way into the deep black. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. As you are, pilots, I'm Commander Kinetic Impulsor from Guard Frequency Response, here with the essential tips to get you around the deep black and back home again. Today I'm briefing you on keeping your shields up in Elite Dangerous. We've noticed some of you rooks having some problems with this and scheduled some training. Keeping your shields wrapped around you like a snuggly blanket of electric protection takes a little skill and effort, but it can be the difference between your future as a glassy-eyed oxygen sink and 500 kilobytes in the obituary network. So you've managed to find the on switch for your shield system and you're ready to take on asteroid fields, pirate flat cannons, and whatever else the galaxy has to throw at you. Ha <laughs> ha, that's funny, because your shield should always be on unless you've screwed up. Uh, but seriously, once the ray guns and space rocks start hitting your automatically contoured magnetoplasma envelope, or ACME, how do you keep it up and running? Well, as with most remedies for the dangers of the deep black, it all starts in the outfitters. First, do you have the right shield for the job and for the ship? If you're a small, nimble ship who'll be taking damage in bursts, you might consider a biweave shield. You'll save a bit on power consumption and recharge time at the expense of overall shield strength. This is especially handy if you fail to heed the rest of my advice and your shields actually collapse. Having a shorter rebuild time can make a huge difference in survivability, but there's a point of diminishing returns somewhere around your size 4 or 5 shield generator. The time you save with rebuilding your shields actually might have been spent with your shield still up 
if you've been running a standard generator. At some point, the larger shield size capacity outstrips the shorter, but still long, regeneration period. On the other hand, if you're a fan of a, a certain media mogul imperial royalty personage, uh, you might try to get your hands on a prismatic shield generator. These modules are heavy, power hungry, and glow green when they're angry, but they're also more productive than a standard generator for any given module size. Somewhere after the point of diminishing returns for the biweave comes an opposite curve for the prismatics. The larger your ship, the more likely you'll be able to spare the extra power and weight for this type of generator, and you'll not think twice about the extra hit to your space bank account, or the 30 days you'll have to spend as a member of the blue-haired princess's fan club. Okay, now you got a generator, what else do you need? Well, three things. Decent power distributor, a booster, and a bank. Shield banks we've covered previously, that's lecture 192, so I'm not going to get into that. Needless to say, if you plan on sticking around in a dangerous situation, you'll be glad you have one equipped. Next up, shield boosters. These are utility modules, not main or optional internals. Unlike shield banks, which give you a little boost when you're running low, shield boosters increase your Acme's overall energy capacity, allowing your ship's plasma envelope to absorb more punishment before failing. They come in a variety of strengths and power consumption levels, so choose which one fits your hull's budget. And these little buggers are great engineering candidates. Shield boosters can become combat game changers at grade 5. My favorite might have to be the thermal resistant, taking what's usually your shield's greatest weakness and making it a strength. Done right, your shield can actually reduce thermal damage instead of being vulnerable to it. Finally, don't skimp on the power distributor. When your shield does take damage, it will draw on the reserve system capacitor to rebuild. It will do so at a constant rate, and it can starve the other defensive systems like chaff launchers and point defenses of power. So make sure that both the capacitor size and the distributor recharge rate work with your overall loadout. There's nothing like trying to chaff away your blues and finding a red light on the dispenser. Now, it's going to happen. They're going to fail eventually. So what do you do? Uh, panic and assume the fetal position, right, Rooks? Or maybe take a deep breath and follow a few simple steps. Step 1. Follow the ancient wisdom of the old earth martial arts gurus of karate. Their sage advice regarding the best defense? Don't get hit. Run away and evade whatever's hurting you. Deploy other defenses, consider trying silent running, boost like a madman. Just create a little space. Step two, make sure you've got enough power in your system capacitor. Okay, these aren't just the sideways pips nuggets, actual vertical stacks of charge in the bank. Your shields will not recharge without it. Step three, if you have shield boosters, shut them down. Your Acme will rebuild once the system reaches 50% of maximum energy. So if your boosters are adding 60% more system capacity, you're going to be twiddling your thumbs until that extra capacity gets halfway filled. Oh wait, no, you're being pummeled by some sort of space danger which collapsed your shield in the first place, so you won't be twiddling your thumbs. Get in that right-hand panel, shut down those boosters, wait for the envelope to reform, and then turn them back on. And then for good measure, pop a shield bank to quickly refill that lost capacity. If you'd done that before your shields failed, you might not be in this much trouble. Alright, finish those carrot sticks and change it to your flight suit. Skids up in 10. See you in the deep black. Come on, Mama's not gonna save you today, let's go! You wanna fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. Still want to level grenade. Grenade. Get out. Go talk to Valus again. You'll not... You, you, rookies, get out. Idea, watch out for these. Get out. Get out. You're done. You're done.
So you get a laser rifle. It's a uh, short range is zero to 20 meters. So short range is 20 and medium range is 20 to 150. So that gives you a pretty good reach. Basically anything from zero to 20 meters is considered a short range. So for a rifle, you get the low um, ability check, uh, the low, the low two hit check because you've got the nice sights and, you know, you know, and it's a two handed weapon and it's, it's easy to guide. So, it's easy to hit at zero to 20 from 20 to 150. It's a little bit harder to hit, but again, you've got the nice sights and it's a well-balanced weapon and it's two hands. So you get a longer medium range, which is a little harder to hit, but not too bad. And then you have it, you can hit out to long range out to 500 meters. You can go between 150 and 500. It's not easy to hit, but it's really not impossible. You only have to roll a nine. You have to meter beater nine plus dodge. And if you're sniping, I probably wouldn't even give the guy the dodge. So that that's that's where those stats come, and the the laser rifle damage is a base fifteen, so where the laser pistol is eight, laser rifle is almost twice that. So laser pistol is uh, to hit is four okay. up to ten meters, seven up to eighty meters, eleven up to one hundred and twenty meters, and damage is eight. Okay. All right, so you uh, make your way to the different landing bays that contain your various uh, police vipers, and you strap in. Uh, program your destination. Perquonus system. Uh, take off. I want somebody uh, who has the best spaceship piloting me, mod me, me. to be the flight leader. I got 41. I have 50. Well, it, I'm pretty everyone sure was it's apparently me, so. so impressed by me last time, they wouldn't be better than me this time. So <laughs> <laughs> We're still impressed. So, uh, so it's cool. So we got a 41, a 50, uh, a Ryu saying pass. Mine's 30, so. 30, okay. What does Shiv say? Well, mine's still 40, so. 40, okay. Or All maybe right. it was so 30 last time, it's 40 now, but. Ken Shadow, despite his uh, earlier, earlier, you know, uh, uh, maybe not un- unfamiliarity with uh, this crazy technology he's found himself uh, in charge of, he's getting the hang of Spend it now. Spend some time in the simulator. He spent some time in the simulator, and so he is going to uh, declare himself flight leader. Follow me, boys and girls. And he is going to punch up the uh, 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 wing link, get everybody linked up, and then set course for the Perquona system. Roll me a spaceship piloting check. Don't get us killed. Everybody or just him? Just him. Right. <laughs> what the heck did this do? Oh. 81. No, Good job. <laughs> 11. 11. All right. With a spaceship piloting check of 11, you jump into hyperspace and you pop out at a relatively safe distance from the star. Plenty of time for everybody to alter course. Nobody's frameshift drive barrels them into the sun. Good job. Woo! I very right. much appreciate not being barreled into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's, it's so, uh,. <laughs> Now, according to your nav computers, uh, there's Perquonus A, which is the main star, the navigation star, the big heavy one, the one that your frameshift drive grabs onto. And then there's Perquonus B, which is the one that actually has the the planetary system, the mining planets on it. So um, you are currently in close orbit around Perquonus A, and uh, you're a short supercruise hop away from the location of Perquonus 7 in orbit around the smaller star, Perquonus B. What do you wish to do? Blow the planet up right in half. Um, so we, 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 we have a fix in where the general areas we want to go. My, um, well, I guess if we want to play it safe, can we do like an orbit of the planet and scan the general system to make sure there's nothing 
hiding out here that to uh, inter intercept us before we go down? Roll a, let's see. I'd like you to roll a oh, navigation check. That's just under, the one. It's under vehicle skills. Everybody again, or just? Uh, everyone can roll a navigation check, yeah, if they want to. I don't know where anything is. I think I just turned around. Did, yeah. <laughs> She's just following the exhaust trails of the person in front of her. Uh, and, and again, with the, with the, if you'd like to spend a karma point to re-roll a natural one, you may. If you'd, if you'd like to. But everyone, plus, everyone's rolling, so. An A plus three is 11. A plus three is 11 for Justin. I'll just follow Shiv. <laughs> two plus two. I rolled a two plus two, two plus two. four. All right, that's for for uh, Ale and Ken Shadow. I also rolled a one. You also rolled a one. All right, so you, you're pretty you're, you're pretty you're pretty hot shot on the whole navigation system or on the whole uh, you know jump into hyperspace thing now. But when it comes to radar, man, you're like still <laughs> a little behind the curve. Fortunately, Justin's been around the block a few times in this whole hauling. Or Red Barn's been around the block a few times in this whole hauling stuff, and he's. And he drops his He's keyboard. He's just so upset that he didn't get that ring, that roll. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was Brian. Sorry, my, that, Brian, 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 Brian thrashes around and breaks four instruments. In his I can't understand radar. <laughs> <laughs> I hate radar. Radar, my my ever present foe. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I'm gonna so, meet while I reassemble my pop filter. <laughs> okay. Does right. it owe you ten gold? I'm sorry, 10 credits. 10 credits. That's right. We're, we're in space They're now. They're energy coins. Some gold here. <laughs> energy bits. Yeah. All right. So, but but fortunately, Red Bard's been around the block a time or two, and he it knows that on these little mining runs, there's, you know, kind of the, the trail, right? It's like you start from the main star and you head for the destination. And according to your briefing, as you recall, Red Barnes, there's only the one planet that's got anything on it. So there's only going to be one path. From the star to the planet that there that that anybody should be traveling right and so if anybody's there be they legitimate or illegitimate they're gonna be on that trail can't we swing wide try to avoid it or should we just go blow stuff up I know Ken Shadow wants to blow stuff up I am a I was fan gonna of say that, shouldn't yes. shouldn't we go go the long way I would to avoid detection that's what I do well, it sounds like the vote is for us to be as stealthy as possible. So the so uh, after the after discussion, um, you link computers again and decide to take a circuitous route. Uh, maybe go up above the plane of the elliptic and drop back down. Uh, it is an uneventful trip uh, as you uh, as the as you get in close to the Perconus Seven uh, neighborhood. Uh, you pull into uh, a high orbit to as to avoid any observation from any ground installations. And as you orbit the planet, you come across that roughly 500 square mile patch that uh, uh, Valis briefed you on. And you're now kind of hovering in orbit above that point. You have a scanning... I was going to say, yeah. Can we scan for um, the most heat signatures? I guess. Um, sure, yes. Um, or life science, what, whatever. I don't think... Well, why, why would we want the most life science? Because there's going to be... There's big, uh, legitimate mining facilities in the same area. So we need something else that's going to trigger that. Did, did, uh, I guess Vallis, I misunderstood. I thought it was a 
I thought it was fairly unpopulated. No, she said there were five or six major oper- mining operations here and then a bunch of illegal ones. And then it's ah. this thing is going to be scattered amongst them in order to kind of feed off of them in some regards. Can so, we scan for non-mining exhaust? What does non-mining exhaust look like? <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> scan for drug exhaust coming from the ship. <laughs> Things gotta have I'd like to pipe, scan right? for I was drugs. waiting for that. That's great. Good job. <laughs> Things gotta have Computer. a crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Things gotta have a crack pipe. All right. Okay. Like nice Uhura quote there. Okay. All right. So uh, you're in orbit among there now. Uh, the, the limits of the technology in Elite, in the Elite Dangerous world is that you're not going to be able to just scan for drugs. And you're not going to be able to scan for I, I have, I have drug exhaust. Um, okay. I have trading skill. What if I, I look for sure. flight patterns of people who are going to where the trading is and places where they're not going? Okay. Is there- okay. I like – all right. All right. Roll, 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 me a, uh, roll me a trade. All right. 11. 8 plus uh, something. All right. Okay, so uh, Shiv, uh, you notice that, uh, and you're kind of watching your radar, and you're kind of looking at kind of how things are scattered around, and, you, and you've, you know, you've you've hauled waste away from mining operations before, and kind of have a feel for it. You know, miners, they poop like the rest of us. Um, so you 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 kind of got a feel for for how this sort of like works, and you you notice that there is a a sort of spaceport, a common spaceport. That there's only one route up, right? When ships lift off, occasionally you see ships kind of out in the periphery lift off, but most of the traffic is coming from kind of this central spaceport, right? And it's a large signature uh, that 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 is coming off from. Um, and then you notice that uh, around there, there's a bunch of other um, radar signatures. Like a bunch, like a dozen. Let's call it a dozen. There's a dozen signatures around it, but it, uh, the bulk of the traffic is coming from the spaceport. What appears to be a spaceport. So, who? I'm looking right. in. So, is there anywhere nobody's frequently going? Or I guess if they're trading, they still would be going there, even if it's illegal. I, I relay this info and ask what people think. I think the unless we have something we can scan, we're gonna have to go somewhere and talk to somebody. That's why I wanted to sneak in. He talked about flying in in canyons and using that for cover. Maybe we need to get down closer into that 500 meter area or mile area. Could I mean, if there's a main port, we can de- all go there and maybe well, find it, some it, other it's, way. It sounds sounds like the- I want to buy some blue drugs. Anybody know where I can get some? And someone will tell us where to go buy the blue drugs. And then you're going to say no. I mean, a lot of blue drugs. <laughs> no, I would like to buy all of the blue drugs. Thank you. <laughs> blue, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it was blue. Yeah, it was blue. It's, it's called blue stabilizer. It's kind of a blue powdery, sparkly thing. Just know, walk around going, I feel so unstable. <laughs> I wish. That's a blue stabilizer. She had something blue that would stabilize me. Yeah. Yeah, very subtle. But, very, very subtle. But didn't Val say that we need to... Not, I mean, the, the, they're probably going to be asking for like um, verification codes and whatnot to make sure that we're supposed to be there. Yeah, they, we weren't allowed to really land anywhere, but we still have to know what we still have to know what to scan for, though. Like, 
Do we, is there, okay, how about that? Do we know if, if there's any byproducts of the mining operation that are, that are, that we can scan for specifically? Um, okay, everybody, uh, everybody roll. Let's do a science. Let's do a science check. So everybody tell me your science bonuses. One. 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 <laughs> 14. So one, sorry. Okay, we have one. What, what, how about you, Shiv? One. Girl at one. You too, you too, Brian? Yes, I am one. Okay, so... They are blinded by so, science. Um, I can roll it. I'm rolling it too. Yeah, so, uh, so, but roll it at a plus two, because you've all got your thinking caps on, so you have a total of four bonuses, half. Roll it at a plus two. Uh, no, just 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 uh, just Ken Shadow. Oh, Ken Shadow's gonna be yeah. No, it's okay. Ken Shadow's gonna be your roller. He's 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 leading the discussion. Shall we say? So, you know, okay. Plus That's my it. normal one plus another two or just no, just plus just two. Plus you two. get a roll at a plus two. Okay. Because you're because you all are working on it together. Ah, uh, and <laughs> rolling a natural one plus I, a two gives you a three. I'll, I'll eat a karma point. You eat a karma point for that one. Okay. Yes. Come on, at least get a five. six. You, you know, it's it's you guys are are trying as hard as you can to think of some way, but the problem is that a drug manufacturing plant and a mining operation. The reason they're doing this is because they're so so similar from the outside, from a distance, that it's really hard to tell from an orbital height one from another. I mean, that's why it's such a perfect hiding spot. Is there a way? Is there a way to look for surface scarring that's non-natural? That now you know that might be a good useful thing, but from this height, you can't distinguish those kinds of features. Okay, so Dang I guess we need, to, we need to do a low pass, find a place with heat signatures that does not have apparent surface scarring around it. Now you don't want to get too close either. Remember, you don't want to be overflying these things because then you get they're going to get a warning. It's okay, I'll just say so. Focus, enhance, and then we'll be able to see it. Right, <laughs> but I um. Why, uh, Adira, I want you to roll a, let's do, why don't you do a, let's, how's your streetwise? 30. Roll me a streetwise. Two plus three, five. Uh, it's a five. Yeah. Yeah, these, boy, it's a, it's a puzzle. It's a conundrum. <laughs> um, uh, we all Justin, ready? I want you. Are all rolling? No, 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 no. Uh, Justin, I want you to roll a. Uh, no, 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 it's, it's the, the traffic patterns aren't, uh, Justin messaged me saying he felt, he feels like there was a clue in the traffic patterns. He missed it. No, you, you identified a, a good clue. That's just how you can take advantage of it. I'm and also tired. So I'm just like, did I just, completely... that's okay. That's all right. No, 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 that's all right. So we, we just need to, I just need to, not... I need to find out how to, how to, I, I'm, I'm, the DM is exploring how you guys are going to take advantage of Justin's, Justin's clue. Okay, buddy. What's on your mind? Some say he's an expert at smuggling snacks into the cinema because he has a few twicks up his sleeve. But all we know is he's called the Shiv and he'll put together this week's feedback. And a recap of last week's community question. Were you affected by the insurance bug or the Guardian tech bug this week? Would you rather features rolled out more slowly or more thoroughly tested or out quickly with a risk of breakage? Sean Newboy writes in and says, Wonderful show, everyone. When it comes to updates, I prefer slow and correct rather than fast and bugged. Alrighty. And Judenator writes in with the metaphor of the week and says, Love the show as always. Responding to your community question, let me answer your question with an analogy. 
Imagine you ordered your favorite 14-inch pizza from your favorite pizza joint and were upgraded at no charge to 16 inches. Sweet. More pizza. Except what was delivered was not the pizza that you know and love. It is a 16-inch pizza, but with half-baked dough and raw toppings. That's how I feel about the new updates. I don't mind new stuff being added to the game, but imagine finding a raw anchovy on your pizza. I don't mind trying something new, but if it's not ready, it will just ruin the rest of the product. I didn't pay for a Steam beta, I paid for a stable and relatively bug-free game. So, uh, elite, yeah, I can, I can I see Don't you just love analogies? Because they're never, I mean, analogies, everybody uses food, for one, as, as their favorite analogist object. Well, sure. But they're, but you know, it's like you're comparing apples and oranges here. I mean, and he did it too. <laughs> That's great. Everybody does use food. That was good. That was, I don't even, even if you didn't do it on purpose. I know, I know. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> H. Allen writes in and says, Nice work, boys. Looking forward to hearing about the exploits of K9, the Wonder Dog. If you go with K9, it will need an English speaking voice. If you keep Muppet, the pet daggett of Boxy from Battlestar Galactica, a barking type sound effects are fine. I had no problem with the insurance bug. Ships kept up here in Port Osler. Alasar. It should be Alasar. I know. I I know what it should be. I'm just trying to pronounce what's written here. (laughs) Anyway, that that Porto launch pads without, uh, without me requesting them. Wait, was that the bug? On to patch delivery. SC is in alpha stage development. Patch delivery schedules are substantially different in for work in progress versus stable launch builds. Keep them coming. Hot and steady. Much easier now with the switch to the Delta patcher and good enough for now. By the way, Jerry Reed was the truck driver in Smoking the Bandit movie series and a spinoff or two. Uh, and then the YouTube link. Jeff, what's with all the name drops? Who the heck is Walter Cronkite and Howard Cosell? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Google it, youngster. You, know, you, you mentioned the dog having a British voice. And I just, all I can think of was us asking Lennon to bark in British. <laughs> can, you, can you bark British for us? Just, no. just get, get a lot of fun recording and then we'll, we'll splice it as we need. K9 has the British voice and he speaks English. It's it's Boxy that barked from Battlestar. Guys, I'm going to have to roll for all of this, so most likely he won't be yeah, able it's... to bark or speak or move around much because I roll a lot of natural ones and it's going to be very sad. Right, yeah. He doesn't have enough karma to prevent this thing from speaking chipmunk. I... I think I think it'll be it's more likely you're going to get high on the speaking and low and everything else. So it'll be like a paper thin, a useless midget dog, but it'll be very eloquent and apparently have a British voice. That sounds voice fantastic. Let's roll that. Let's do that. Yeah, that, that, let's do that. That works for him. That works for him. I mean, the thing is, is right now. I mean, he's got to put it back together again, and the way it's built is is a vicious, evil, mean attack dog formerly used by junkies. So he's got to change all of that. So you know, the, the, depending on how successful he is, it, it, he could wind up with a British poet. Ken from Chicago in chat says that Jeff isn't Walter Conkright or Howard Cosell. It's he's really Ron Burgundy. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but but Ken messed well, the whole. That escalated quickly. The whole uh, Howard Cosell, Walter Cronkite was describing you, that's Brian. That's Ken Shadow. Oh, yeah, that's oh, you. Am, that's am, Ken I, am I Ron Burgundy? 
I don't. I don't think I look good in a dinner no, jacket. No, 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 no. no, I, no I, think, yeah, yeah. I think Jeff is is Ron Burgundy. Yeah, because he does the radio voice, and he's all like, "I'm talking like a radio person right now, and I'm doing a very good job of it." So everyone will make fun of me. Right. So, and then Ken Shadow, you do your thing when you read the intro, and you're trying to be like, "I don't want to read this stuff, so I'm gonna do it kind of weird, so it's different every week." And so, that's when the Walter Cronkite and Howard Cosell thing came in. Yeah. So Jeff can be Ron Burgundy. That's fine. You're you're Walter Cosell. Walter Cosell. Uh, you're Walter Cosell, or you could be uh, uh, Howard Cronkite. Name? Howard Cronkite. Either way, I'll let you. Know, you can pick, and I'll take whichever name's left over, because it doesn't matter to me. And Henry, you can just be Henry. <laughs> yeah. This is this is this is this is Walter Cosell here. Ah, Goony Bear Man writes in and says, "I haven't even begun to get to the point of thinking of engineering anything yet." But I wouldn't mind seeing more features rolled out a little quicker. <laughs> I'm okay with something <laughs> rolled out. A I'm little okay quicker. with something out. <laughs> I, I take it back. I take it back. We are mediocre. <laughs> Guard frequency. We're okay. <laughs> We're the best damn space sim podcast out there, though. But everything else is just kind of you know. That's true. Guard frequency, artisanal mediocrity. I'm okay with something coming out broken and getting fixed in post, as long as it actually gets fixed. Between Pollock's listening post and the two Thargoid-related CGs, either this has been a week of bamboozles, or the narrative is moving towards something big. Can't wait to hear y'all's thoughts on hashtag elite, dangerous, hashtag F Thargoids. <laughs> I thought that said Elf Thargoids at the moment. I'm like, elf, that's a very elf different Thargoids. Game. Yeah, it looks like Elf Thargoids. That would have been great. That would have been a whole another layer of conspiracy theory. <laughs> that, that, that's that's the other podcast. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. That's the Heroes Rise uh, Elf Thargoids. Whether or not things should come out or if we should wait, it's alpha, so it's going to mm. come out broken anyway, and they need the feedback from us to fix it. So why wait? Right. I mean, that's my feeling. Anyway, I just wanted to say that because I missed the whole show. But but what about Elite? So, I mean, the discussion we kind of had was, well, it's a it's a problem, but we're not going to hold up the patch because of it. Let it go. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's a, that's a decision that gets made at software companies uh, all the time. I but think that's Goonie Bear, Goonie Bear Man's point. I think he yeah. would rather just have them roll it out and we'll deal with it later um, and then rather not have these things. Yeah, I agree. I think my point was last year, I'd rather them roll it out to a test shard and let people hammer at it yes. and then... Uh, but I guess that would delay features too, because they would need to wait for feedback from from the player base. So yeah, but for things yeah, but for things like the weapons and stuff, it's as easy as letting you know some of those math geeks out there go. Uh, Where's my gigawatts? <laughs> I was owed a gigawatt and I don't got one. Where is? I mean, some of that stuff you, you don't need. It's not like you. It's not like it's not like qualitative feedback where you say I feel like the time to kill is too much. Or I feel like the weapons are unbalanced. It's just like, no, you promised me a gigawatt. It's not there. Yeah. You know, somebody do the math right. And in general feedback, Pix Vectory writes in and says, started listening when the Kerbal cast folded, followed by boosters and space tape. But somehow I'm figuring that Kerbal space program doesn't fit your definition of space sim. Despite the lack of KSP, listening has piqued my interest in Elite Dangerous. Currently, the tabletop RP has me coming back for more. Well, thanks, Pix. And no, Kerbal doesn't. While the definition of space sim within our team is a little bit in flux and always has been, Kerbal Kerbal doesn't really you can't really play count. it in first person yeah. inside the capsule with a joystick. I can vouch for that, and it's fantastic. Nobody wants to talk about it but me. 
I really love Kerbal. Yeah, we, we change our definition all the time, and if there's a significant Kerbal news, maybe maybe it makes it across the table, but it's evaluated on a case-by-case basis. Case-by-case. And the thing, I mean, with, with Kerbal, the whole idea is just, is don't die. That's I the mean, whole and point again, of space to some travel, extent, that's like. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but and I know at some point, at some point, I understand Elite Dangerous is kind of that way too. Just you know, especially in open, if you're a rookie, you know, don't get killed in that first system. But I mean, Kerbal, the the challenge and the fun is actually putting together the proper machine and putting together the right the right profile to make the thing happen. It. It's, yeah. it's you know, yeah, and then flying it. But but it, it's but when when you talk about space sims, there's things to do after you fly it. There's most of the game is concentrated on what you do after you get in the air. Um, I mean, you're not just like pushing a button and watching in Kerbal. You're you're operating that thing. It's a great, you know. I I totally support. We should be talking about Kerbal every day. Maybe not every day. Maybe on a show day. <laughs> Maybe on a show day. If you hey, Henry, I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. We always do. We always tend to do like Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen, and then one other one. If you want to do Kerbal next week, yeah, mediocrity. Yeah, like, we, we, only, we only really covered <laughs> mediocrity. Jeff, just Jeff's opinion about Kerbal Space Program is 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 known. Mediocrity. Hey, Jeff, Jeff, you're killing yeah, me, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, well, Jeff, yeah. what's, what, Jeff, what's better, No Man's Sky or Kerbal Space Program? <laughs> oh, you broke it in. <laughs> I broke it in. I broke it, Jeff. Oh, no. What's one divided by zero, Jeff? <laughs> Universe I, I, I winks out. I can't answer that question. I, I mean, they're, 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 oh, God. <laughs> all right, all right. Moving on, Jeff. Okay. One. Royce X writes in and says, Hey guys, excellent show. I enjoyed the news and discussions of Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen. And listen to you mainly while commuting. Well, thank you. We appreciate yes, you listening. Yes, thanks, Creos X. Ken from Chicago writes in and says, I think Star Citizen may have tangentially answered a question raised since the Origin 600 Eyes debut. What's the point of the Turing module? It applies to the Origin 100i and is mentioned way back in the intro of the 890 Jump. Quote, High-class passengers with big money. Think of the Turing module this way. In Origin 100i equal hull A equal 1 to 2 passenger. In Origin 600i equal hull C equal several passengers. In 890 jump equal hull E equal 40 passengers. Turing modules are really cargo holds for passengers. Fancy high-priced cargo holds, aka new equals new gameplay. Uh, sure, NPC passengers will pay a big price for touring in style and a la celebs on the touring buses and corporate jets, but what's the benefit for the passengers? Maybe a buff of some kind of reputation, a resting bonus uh, in making trades. And I, I, I agree with you, Ken from Chicago. I think they've, they've, they've made some of these same statements with regards to the Phoenix as well. The, I don't think the 100i has a touring module. I didn't see one in the, the recent. Maybe that's a th- Maybe that will come. Perhaps it gives you a little bonus for what you can charge for passengers. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, and it kind of goes back to the discussion we were having earlier. I mean, you only need a touring module if that's going to be what it is on certain sizes or classes of ships. You don't need one for everything. Sometimes it's just not going to be appropriate. Sometimes it's not going to matter. You know, you don't need a touring module on your F one hundred and fifty. It's just you just that's you know you're not going to go cross cross country in an F one. Origin ships are the only ones that have the touring modules, uh, and I think it's right. really just the six hundred i. The eight ninety jump basically is just for that specific purpose. It doesn't have it doesn't really have another reason to be. But the Origin six hundred i has like an exploration and a touring module, which either you know you have a truck or you have some couches. I think so. 
Eh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It's for passenger transportation and them having more Turing stuff for other ships as possible, too. You know, the more I think about it, the more I realize the fundamental flaw in my analysis is that marketing makes any logical sense whatsoever. I mean, I think if we just start by rejecting that entire premise, this whole thing will just fall into place. There is no that is, that is logical reason for any of it. Completely true. I mean, they, it's completely they, at random. They, they, Star Citizen specifically has started from the point of view: Does this look cool? And then, and <laughs> then, and then they write it, and they go, "Yes, this this looks cool." Yeah. If this was yeah. if this was Star Wars flowchart, if this was Star Wars or like or like you know a space game. Then this yeah. thing in the universe would be neat. This is what yes, Lando Calrissian awesome. would drive, or, or this is what totally. Boba Fett would drive. And then afterwards, they go, "We have a cool thing. Maybe it can have some gameplay." And and that's that's the Turing module, and that's the Constellation Phoenix. That is right. lots of yes. lots of things. Lando Calrissian would be an Origin guy. He would definitely be an eight ninety jump yeah. flyer. Yeah, that's that totally or right. a six hundred I. Uh, and finally, Tony, Kinetic Impulsor Hunter, says, Shiv is like the best guy ever. I think that's a direct quote from me from last week. And and somebody here wrote this in. It wasn't me. But someone attributed this quote to me and put a Twitch clip of me, I think, saying, Tony, Shiv is the best guy ever. So it's got to be true because it's on the internet. Uh, you know what? I, I'm pretty sure that was a clone. I, oh. I grew a couple a while back and I lost track of them. So... Oh, we're going to have to go hunt them down, aren't we? Yeah, well, I already so got a Blade work. Runner on it, so we'll see. Good, okay, good. good. Let's, let's, let's bring those replicants in. Our new Patreon this week is Artisanal Mediocracy. <laughs> Our random winner is, again, Artisanal Deep Mediocracy. Yeah, that is the big winner this week, isn't it? And this week's community question. Starter ships, maybe one for every profession that stays relevant throughout the game? or one built to show players how to play, and then is a happy memory. And otherwise, how's the show? Did we finally finish our flight testing? Or are we still missing a few critical mission requirements? Either way, let us know. Drop us an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show post, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 209 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 210 on April 24th, 2018. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at guardfrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Ben Sanders, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey and Lennon, the only part of the team that isn't mediocre. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. This is Tony, intro sync one. This is Jeff, intro sync two. Kenjaro, intro sync three. And intro in three, two. And Google signed me out. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps, and less time than it takes to take. <laughs>
<laughs> That's time that takes to yeah. take it taken. Where you take the take it. It's take all it the keys and takes and, and, and stuff. Uh, go go back in. You put a the on there that doesn't need it. As they are now soliciting the as they are now soliciting the community. We do need to Which maintain the pretty I keep adding like an good. extra word. I'm, I keep adding an extra word and I need to not mm-hmm. do that because it's not mm-hmm. in the words that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 <clears throat> if you like origin ships, you might as well be a Nazi. I mean, really. <laughs> just just damn it, Brian. I said no. <laughs> I said no. Jeez. And stop. Because that was last week's thing.